All right. This is episode two of Let's Talk. As in, we're going to talk about Justice League, the real version, a.k.a. Snyder's Justice League. I'll mention the fake Justice League movie. And I'm going to get into Falcon and Winter Soldier really quick because there's only one episode. But Justice League. Now, the theoretical version, I was one of the people campaigning, saying, oh, yeah, it's it's good. I was giving it a 7 out of 10. But then as I begin to watch it more and more and more, I hated it more and more and more. But I also still didn't really notice the lip thing with Superman. I didn't really notice it too much. Until maybe about the third or fourth time I've seen it. And by then I've already hated the movie. And it didn't it didn't bother me enough to be like, Oh, what did they do with his lip? Ruined it. No. It it was fine. They, they worked with what they had. They CGI'd his lip because he was filming Mission Impossible and he had to have that mustache or whatever. Because of the reshoots, because the Snyder had a family issue and he left set. And whatever they had recorded, they got Whedon in to finish it, then gave it to a trailer company, put the movie together, and put it out by the deadline. Instead of just letting Snyder, excuse me, <clears throat> instead of letting Snyder take the time off and then come back and finish it. So that would mean delaying the movie. But. It was a blessing in disguise because he was able to come back. The fans campaigned. We hashtag released the Snyder Cut. Jason Momoa got in on it. Ben Affleck got in on it. The Snyder Cut real. Some people said it doesn't exist. Snyder posted a picture saying the Snyder Cut exists. And he had so much film showing. I guess AT&T must have bought Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers has DC. AT&T said Noah Snyder... Let's finish this movie. Gave him some money. Now, this is everything I, re- I read. all this stuff. So, if it's not true, it's not true. If it is, it is. But this is what I read. Gave Snyder the money. My, Snyder said he did not get paid for any of this. And they put the movie out. This movie was for the fans. It was for the fans. It was for the makeup of that piss poor, rushed movie. Of Justice League. There was no cheesy lines in this. Nothing cheesy about the Zack Snyder. Who Josh Whedon was just. It would Josh Whedon's Justice League movie would have worked well if it would have came out the same time as Chris Evans' Human Torch Fantastic Four movie. It would have went well because that's at the time that was the only thing we really knew. When that was what oh five. 2004, 2005, right? So, anyways, Zack Snyder's Justice League movie at the beginning. I, something told me, you know what? I'm going to watch Man of Steel, and then I'm going to go watch Batman vs. Superman. And I watched Batman vs. Superman the day bef- on, Thursday, on Wednesday, the 17th. I didn't go to the gym the following day, and I got out of work. Popped it on about 8.30 in the morning, and I didn't finish till about 1. And it went from Batman vs. Superman, and it went right into the Justice League movie. And so it was showing different scenes of when Superman died. 
And then that scream just echoed. <sighs> Activated the mother boxes. Now, I'm a little confused on that, but if I had to guess, I probably have to, I got to watch the movie again. Maybe they said it in the movie and I didn't catch it. But he activates the mother boxes, and maybe because the mother boxes knew that he died and there was no protector of the earth, so they all activated. And Steppenwolf shows up in Amazon and just starts fucking ripping shit, doing damage. Loved it. Loved it. it was, that scene in the theoretical scene, it was still good in that, in that movie, but Snyder just took it to a hoe. Nah, but that hoe. And... We saw blood. We saw them Steppenwolf grabbing the the horses, and just boom, slam! Like, what did he grab? Three? I think he grabbed like three horses. Just slammed them, wrecking shit in Amazon. The fact that, and also too, was that when what I liked too when he first showed up with all the parademons, they were inside that like temple where the mother box was. You know, and the queen says to close the. The barriers, and she escapes out of there with the mother box. And the whole thing just collapsed. Boom, right into the water to try and drown his ass with all the other uh, Amazons, Amazonians who sacrificed themselves in the water. And they all died and drowned. And Seppu pops out the parademons. I was like, shit, is about to get real. And his suit reacted to his emotions. So if he was pissed, the suit spikes up. That wasn't in theoretical version. So that suit reacted to his emotions. Sick. Sick, sick, sick. And they were shooting arrows in him. Nothing was working on him, man. Nothing. And, you know, the, I think the most, you now I'm going to nitpick the Snyder Cut a little bit. Though. I think what nit, what hurt a, a little bit is why I'm saying that the Justice League is not because right now, the best movie, in my opinion, superhero movie, is Avengers Infinity War. And then I have Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then I have Endgame. It's a very close margin. Like, it's like a, it's like a very close sprint race. It's like you have to pause, to stop the camera, look at the camera, and see who actually won. That's how close the race is. Now, I can go and watch Justice League again and find something else that bothers me and go watch Endgame and then put Endgame above Justice League. So them two are neck and neck, and Infinity War is still ahead. So anyway, so what bothered me about it was the Aquaman situation. I can't remember their names, but Mira and, and, the, and the dude, William Defoe, who, who he played, I forgot his name, in the movie, he had long hair. He looked, they didn't look, they looked different from Aquaman. Now, I know time could have passed and, you know, he got a haircut or whatever. That's fine, whatever. It's not something major, but that think that was probably the only thing that bothered me was that whole Aquaman situation. And first of all, Aquaman got his ass whipped in the water for that mother box. He did nothing. Now, I don't know, understand why the hell the Atlanteans didn't show up on riding on sharks and, and, and his brother show up to see what the hell's going on, but that beats, beats me. But, um, 
Flash. Loved how they introduced Iris and the Flash scene when he actually they meet for the first time. Really cool. Even though the stupid hot dog thing, but it makes sense because he was trying to get a job. The the top three characters in that movie for me, I think Flash is the MVP. You got Wonder Woman, Clutch player, clutch character of the movie, and then you have Cyborg, who is just the the rising star of the movie, and how important each character, those three characters are for that movie, and and carry the movie. Now, Batman's going to be Batman, Superman's going to be Superman, but those three characters, like, just, like, flash-saving the entire world running into the speed force and going back in time to get enough energy to, I guess, touch Cyborg or whatever the hell it was. And I got to watch the movie again. So this is is all based off of my memory from Thursday of watching it when it came out. That's all this is. Um, Wonder Woman came in clutch. Slicing off Steppenwolf's head. Oh, Dark Side. Dark that's the story behind Dark Side when it showed him first showing up to Earth and we saw the Zeus and we seen the Atlanteans show up, the Amazons, like that that right there alone. They could have just simply put that scene out alone and would obliter obliterates Suicide Squad. It obliterates uh, theoretical Justice League, it smokes him, smokes it, and it buried, buried it. Now we can officially sweep up the ashes from those movies, dump it, and move on. So I won't be mentioning theoretical Justice League for the rest of this podcast. Now, seeing the Green Lantern, I forgot that one's name. I just seen it. And I can't remember that specific ring carrier's name. But it's just good to see Green Lantern in the movie and not being left out of a Justice League movie. And then seeing Lois Lane and, you know, Martha talking to each other. You know, Martha shows up and talks to Lois. And Martha leaves. And ends up turning into the Martian Manhunter. And I was like, whoa! I had to bring that back because I kind of didn't pay attention to what they were talking about. So I had to go bring it back and see how to, what the hell happened. Because I looked up and it was like, oh, Martian Manhunter. So that was, that was huge. That was bugging. Kind of like, why the hell didn't he come out and help them fight? But then again, who knows? Maybe Superman would have thought he was a threat. Wonder Woman would have thought he's a threat. They would have started fighting. So he would have to turn into the general or whatever to show him who he is. But that would have been too much of a, I guess, interruption in the bat in that final battle. But it was just good this season. The the old gods and and Dark Side 
And I know Warner Brothers said that they're not going to, they have no plans for a Justice League sequel. Well, they need to get everybody on the damn phone, call up everybody. Look, everybody better get back together. We need to do this movie because this is a hit. You ain't gotta, it don't got to be four hours. And another thing, too, you might as well just hire Zack Snyder to run DCEU. Just hire Zack Snyder to run DCEU. You guys will make bank. You guys will make money. If he's willing to do it, do it. Hire him as soon as possible. It will work. The, the end fight was great. Now, I'm, like I said, I'm going off memory, so if I keep scattering throughout the movies, just because of what's popping in my head. The end fight was sick. Flash saved the day. You know, Cyborg and Flash were just great, great duo. I really hope Ray Fisher can come back and get into that Flash movie. They're just great, 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 great together. And Superman came up clutch also, but can't have Superman throughout the whole movie because he'd beat everybody. Beat all the bad guys up. Because look what he did to Steppenwolf. It wasn't even close. It was like Goku, Super Saiyan 4, fighting an infant. The black suit was pretty sick, too. That was, that was good. It was a good suit. And I liked how... They did post-credit scenes without having us watch the credits and and then then watching fucking scenes. Like they showed us the post-credit scene for theoretical Justice League and it was different dialogue. And then now Deathstroke knows who Batman is. That this is see, this is why. They do these post-credits, and then they don't want a sequel to Justice League. You gotta be an idiot. You gotta be stupid to think this wouldn't work. You're gonna leave us with wanting more, and we're never gonna get more. So now we have to sit here and be stuck with the idea that a Deathstroke vs. Batman movie won't come out. I have nothing against Robert Pattinson. I think he's going to kill the Batman movie, I he might take the mantle. And this seems like a more realistic Christian Bale type of Batman movie. And Ben Affleck is more of the comic book. Comic bookish. Mixed with a little bit of live action Batman. That's why I said Batman's Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck Batman is the best Batman. Because it's a little bit. He's a little bit of both worlds. Of comic booky and he's live action. And Christian Bale's a realistic Batman. What's something that probably could really happen? Because if you go look at Joker, realistic villain. Bane, realistic. He's not all juiced up and pumped with something, making him mad big. Nope, he's just big and really strong. Anyway, so the post-credit scene, like I said. Luther was talking to Deathstroke, says his name, and then I'm just like, so after, I, after he said, oh, Bruce Wayne, oh, now we can celebrate. What if Deathstroke, I just was like, what the fuck, man, why, 
Why did they do this to me? Why do they do this to me? This isn't a closure movie. It's not. It is what the fans been demanding. This isn't his exit movie. It can't be because it shouldn't end like that. Christian Bale's Dark Knight Rises was a closure movie. He retired as Batman and faked his death. Bam. Closure. He knew he wasn't putting that on again. And it ended with Blake, which is dumb, Robin, taking up the, the mantle. That's fine, because who the hell is Blake anyways? What a lot of people, too, don't know is that uh, Christopher Nolan had an input on, you know, Batman vs. Superman, Man of Steel, and, and Justice League Snyder's cut. He had an input on it. Maybe that could be the realistic part of the movie, too, is him making, okay, what would be realistic? And then somebody else, yeah, this is more comic booky too, let's meet together. Eh, eh, makes sense. So, um, now we'll get into it. The, the second post-credit is The Nightmare. It looked like Elseworld, so Elseworld, Nightmare, whatever you want to call it. Loved it. Flashes. Post-apocalypse outfit was just sick. I loved it. Cyborg was dope. Um, it's obviously Wonder Woman wasn't there, right? Whatever. Mira was there. Deathstroke was there. And Deathstroke and Batman were talking. Working together. I was like, what the fuck, man? They... You can make the Nightmares Justice League movie. Or you could completely make the fucking Justice League movie fighting Darkseid. You can do that. And still have nightmare scenes of another nightmare. You don't need to do a nightmare. Like from what I read, I'll get back into the post credit. But from what I read is the second part of Justice League, Batman dies and... Superman and Lois' son takes over the mantle of Batman. I don't like that idea. I think what they have going good, what they have going is really good, and they should continue it. Like, the nightmare scene for Justice League 2 perhaps could be Joker killing Robin. Or it could be... An actual fight scene in the nightmare with Deathstroke and Joker and and Batman, Flash, and maybe Mira and somebody, one of them die in the nightmare scene. Possibly Batman and he wakes up. But then again, he kind of got zapped in the first nightmare in Batman vs. Superman. So it could be somebody else. But... Then the convert then the conv- there's a conversation between Batman. I'm getting back to the post credit. The conversation between Batman and, and Jared Leto's Joker. First of all, what they did with Jared Leto's Joker. Let me put this mic down. Let me put it down. About damn. T- I tell I love. Jared Leto's Joker and Suicide Squad. It was the only part of the movie that I liked, and he was hardly in it, and I liked Will Smith Deadshot. 
But the tattoos was fine. I was up for change. I was like, okay, it's a different approach. But from that Comic-Con trailer, what they gave us was supposed to be dark and rated R-ish. And yeah, he's going to be tattoos. He's still going to be a psychotic prick. No, wasn't. They watered it down because of the... Because of the comments of Rotten Tomatoes and every other thing, and people didn't like it because everybody was so used to how Marvel does their movies, they expect DC to copy. DC copied, it wasn't even DC, Warner Brothers copied, failed. It failed because the more I watched, I said I wasn't going to talk about theoretical Justice League, and I am. And I'm going to talk about Suicide. The more I watch both of those movies, the more I hated it. I hate them, and I hate them even more now because I'm talking about them. I hate Killer Croc. I hate how they used Leto's Joker, and he hardly was in the movie. Slipknot, forget it. Why was he even in the movie? was just dumb. And Enchantress. The ending... You don't have the balls. What the fuck, man? I could have written a better Suicide Squad movie than that. And I'm not any in any type of way of some script writer. I could have came up with a better... I could have got a, a team of my friends could sit there. We'll go through all the comic book movies of Suicide Squad. And then we can all sit here. And it could take us maybe about a week or two. And we could have came up with a better script, a plot than that Suicide Squad movie with Enchantress being the villain. Because I would have had Deathstroke being the damn villain. That's who I would have had. That would have been my pick. But anyways, back to the post-credit scene of Justice League Snyder's version. He, Batman and Joker, had a very iconic conversation. I watched this conversation three times. And what, how Jared Leto looked. He didn't have the tattoos. He had long hair. He had a Gotham City's SWAT team bulletproof vest on. And he had multiple Gotham City police officer badges on him. Wearing them as trophies. He had gloves. And he had a butcher's some kind of slaughtering butcher's outfit. Blood lipstick. His eyes look like he ain't slept in days. His teeth are all rotted and fucked up, probably because he got punched multiple times by Batman. And they had a conversation. Now, I can't... I would love to play their conversation on here, but I know it'll copyright and, and all that stuff will make me not be able to post this. But briefly, I'll get into it. A Batman drops the F bomb. But right before he drops the first F bomb, he was going to say, Be careful what you say. Because Mira mentions, Who did who'd you have a love? Who did you have a love? And then that's when you hear the Joker laughing. Whatever his laugh is. 
And he says, oh, his mother, his father, you know, Batman's like, be careful what you say next. An adopted son. Isn't that right, Batman? Those ain't careful words. So then they're arguing, talking back and forth, and Joker mentions, why would you send a boy wonder into doing a man's job? And then Batman's like, oh, I'm about to, f- oh, oh, you're what, Bruce? You're about to kill me? Yeah, you're going to kill me. I'm your best friend. And he's fucking with him. This Joker knows Batman won't kill him, and Joker won't kill Batman because it's too, it's so exciting for the Joker. Because he can get under somebody's skin for how much damage Batman can do to people, and it's just, he just loves messing with him. So then, you know, Joker mentions Robin. So it's like, okay, Batman's like, all right. They make a truce. You know, hands him a card to make a truce. Which I was like, hold this, this, like, this conversation. Now, I'm, I'm not saying this conversation good enough. You'd be like, oh, wow. But it's better to watch the movie. And so he... They make the truths. Batman's just like talking about killing Harley Quinn on her last breath. That Harley said to kill Joker nice and slow, and then Joker just gave him a stare. Just stared him down to see if he was being truthful or not. And he was just staring him, looking at him. He's just like it's like a quiet moment too, just like this long. Oh, you're you're good. That's what he said. You're good. And then, boom. Superman shows up because he's the villain in Nightmare. And they already know what happens next. Batman wakes up. Somebody's flying to his house, and it's none other than the Martian Manhunter. The Martian Manhunter, and he says Darkseid's not done. He's looking for the anti-life equation somewhere on the Earth. This is why I said they can't just end it with saying something and adding somebody in of how big the anti-life equation is to Darkseid. You can't just add that in there and just be like, uh... All right, we're done with this trilogy of Zack Snyder. What? You just... What? You you get Darkseid into this movie, mention the anti-life equation at the end, and it's like, ah, we have no plans. Why? What is the anti-life equation? I don't know what it is, so I'm going to look it up. Right now. And I can tell you what the anti-life equation is. Alright. Anti, anti-life equation already popped up. Uh, let's look on wiki. Anti-life equation. Parent in uh, comic books. Published by DC. Uh, anti-life equation is a formula for total control over the minds of sentient beings that is sought 
by Darkseid, who, for this reason, sends his forces to Earth as he believes part of equation exists in the subconscious of humanity. Various comics have defined this equation in different ways, but common interpretation is that the equation is a mathematical proof of fulfillity, validity of living. There it is. That's what it is. And you're not going, you're going, first of all, they would make up their own way of having the anti-life equation into DCEU. They mention it, nothing. We got nothing. We're not getting any movie. Now, before I get into Falcon the Winter Soldier, if any, I'm, any HBO rep or anyone who knows an HBO rep at the high level, anything, anybody that can get this to somebody up there, please send it to them. We need that sequel to Justice Zack Snyder's Justice League. We need that sequel. We need to see Darkseid. We need to see the Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Shazam. We need these characters in the next Justice League movie fighting Darkseid. Because once they figure out the... If they could... If they do this... Batman would probably be the first one to figure out the anti-life equation if it's not Cyborg. And... And it will... Be Darkseid fighting them. And this is when Batman would die. He would die... Knowing the anti-life equation. But, hey, whatever, what do I know? So, alright, let's get into Falcon and the Winter Soldier really quick. I loved, absolutely loved that beginning. Falcon, or Falcon, however you want to say it, and Red Wing doing some damn damage. Taking down copters, fighting What's his name? Batrock, the the Leaper. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Absolutely amazing. It was good to finally see the Falcon not being in Steve Rogers' shadow. And it takes place six months after Endgame. Also, WandaVision takes place nine days. And um, Spider-Man Far From Home takes place like eight months or whatever. So... It was good to see Sam's background. It was good to see, you know, what Bucky was going through. Kind of got a little bit of glimpse of the Flag Smashers. And kind of waiting on, is the Power Broker going to be in the show? What's going on? Uh, with Thunderbolt Ross, is he in the show? And now if you don't know who U.S. Asian is, he's pretty much a brutal, dark version of Captain America. And that's who showed up at the end of uh, the episode one, introducing the new Captain America. I think he's going to end up changing his name to U.S. Agent, but we'll see. No, we only got five episodes left, so we're going to get a lot of information tomorrow, um, Friday, a lot more stuff. Um, I, what was crazy about episode one was... 
that Bucky killed that old man's son. I was like, holy shit. That was that was something I didn't I didn't see I didn't see coming. That was good. I like the him going to therapy thing and I think he's gonna bring Sam along. Um I'm excited, man. The Falcon. It's moving up on my on my list. Favorite Marvel heroes. He's moving up. Alright, so I think episode three might be about a little more in-depth. If I get to watch Justice League, I think it will be a little more in-depth of the movie. Um, I might get into rumors, what I'm hearing and seeing. Then again, I don't know because a lot of stuff gets debunked, so I don't know yet. But I will be getting to episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, all right. Well, follow me on Instagram at backpackj.